Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode five of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm Christian Piles, your host. I've got my man, man, Willie Smalls on the line. He's going to help us out. We got a lot to go over. And uh, you know what? They hated on my music. So I'm switching it up a little bit. Got a little different one. But, you know, I... I, I like to keep it funky, okay? I like a little funk music. Willie was was making fun of it, saying it was lame. So I, I changed it up a little bit, but at the same time, it's, it's still I'm I'm sticking with my funk roots. What you got for me, Willie? It's pretty lame, dude. Listen, but, uh, you know, we'll tweak it. We'll tweak it. We'll put a little testosterone into it. Hopefully, next time. What What is it? What are you even saying? Why testosterone? As if that that music is somehow feminine. It's it's um. You know, it's it's funky, and you just don't in Eastern Eastern Pennsylvania. You would not hear that. Elevator music is like terrible jazz music. That is um, funk. But anyways, the, the song is a little different this time. Willie will probably still hate it. If you like the songs, is it Robin Thicke? What is it? It's not Robin Thicke. Okay, it's it's. Um, I'm not even gonna tell you who it's by. Doesn't matter. But. My point is, if you think our music is terrible and you don't like it, um, you know what? It's not because of what Willie says that will make me change it. Because you know what? Forget Willie. This is your show. This is a cruise ship. Okay? I'm still the captain, but you know what? If you guys want a little change up, I can deviate. Tell the man. Tell the man. It's softer than Charmin. What soft? What? Where does everything have to be? You know, metal or like a dumb rap riff? Like that's everything. Everything in wrestling has to be like hard metal or rock. It's like why? Yeah, I didn't say that. I didn't say it. That's but what, it's silky. It's silky smooth, cheesy. Like me, but not cheesy. Silky smooth. Anyways, anyway, I, listen, I, there was no more cabinet this weekend. Yeah, let's but get for, out the music. Let's get into wrestling. No. Because I've got some other things I need to mention. Because we are preparing for Snowmageddon 2K15 in Virginia. There are going to be around four inches potential of snow coming. Now, what does that mean? In, in, in Pennsylvania, that may not mean much. But in Virginia, they're darn near declaring martial law. They're going to make us stay indoors. It's going to be a, a madhouse. People are looting. They're stealing big screen TVs. It's chaos here. So... I, I appreciate. Virginia, I, Virginia doesn't get snow. We get snow. No, that's a, the weird thing. We get snow every year. Sometimes a lot of snow, 
But there's something about where we are that people just go absolutely insane when it snows and have no idea how to act. And they start preparing for the end of the world when it's going to snow and it's going to melt immediately because it doesn't really get and stay super cold here. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, people are going to be stealing stuff and just me things burnt down. I'm pretty sure where, where I'm from back home in Pennsylvania, they're going to get a foot. But down here in Texas, we all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... My wife's got a snow day, so she's excited about that. But enough about that. Stop All distracting right. me with weather talk. Uh, music and snow. Let's get into the three number ones that went down. Yeah, yeah. Big, big weekend, some upsets. And, you know, last year, I think we're numb to number ones losing now. I'm numb to it. it I don't even. Now, uh, I will say that Sorensen beating Surtis, yeah, that's that was like, okay, that was kind of a wow moment for me. But McMullen beating Telford, like, that's a coin flip every single time. And the, someone was like, hey, good call, McMullen over Telford. I'm like, no, not really. I'm not taking any credit for that because that's a coin flip. And I guessed heads, and it was heads. So, um, And so well, he lost, and then Schiller goes down to McIntosh. So those are the three number ones that go down. There's number ones that go down, and then there's number ones that go down. Just because he was a guy was nominally number one, and no, no disrespect to Surtis or Schiller or Telford, um, they're number one in name, right? Like, uh, Ed Ruth losing last year was mind-boggling, yeah. earth-shattering. And Logan. Uh, these guys, these guys uh, losing, I mean, Surtis, national champ, um, but he had a bunch of losses last year. He always wrestles close matches. So to get beat in overtime in a non-takedown match, it's not sh- really shocking. No, no. And, you know, it... The Northwestern had a rough weekend in general. They got creamed by the Hawkeyes, but then um, Illinois beats them up pretty good. They only score like six or nine points uh, against Illinois, who's tough, but, you know. Um, yeah. Well, you, you know, uh, we always say the wrestling season's a roller coaster. There's peaks and valleys, but um, I see, you know, Drew Periano had a Facebook post right after the Iowa duel that says, but it's going to be a long night. I'm going to be up analyzing a lot of things and soul-searching and, and seeing what we can fix. And, and I think um, before, the, before the McMullen takedown in overtime, like somebody tweeted it or something, but I'm not sure that Northwestern had a takedown. Polizzi got one at 197, and that was a crazy one because Polizzi looked like he was going to pull the upset, although it's barely an upset because it was too split last year. Burak and Polizzi, but he he had a takedown, and so that was the only takedown at that point, and then McMullen's sudden victory takedown made it all of two takedowns for Northwestern uh, yeah. in that duel, so not not a lot of offense going on there, so um, it puts me in, in a bit of a, uh, well, I'm, I actually feel pretty good about what I'm going to do, I'm not ready to fully reveal yet, uh, but 149 rankings are really interesting in that you've got Surtis, who was the clear number one, he loses... Um, to Sorensen. Sorensen has now beaten Hunter Stieber, which we don't know what that really means. Uh, he's beaten um, Josh Kendig, and he beat Jason Surtis. Okay, so what? but you have to recall Sorensen has lost to Habit, and he lost to Brody Grothis early in the year. He lost to Habit at Midlands. Okay, Habit lost to Surtis, but he's beaten Sorensen. So it's an interesting one, two, three. And um, I, for, I, w- I am interested in hearing your rankings perspective on something like this because last week you said 
Well, if they're in the same tier and they beat that guy, they, they should clearly switch. But uh, I'm, I'm interested if you feel that way in this instance. I mean, I think I think that ranking is fair. Um, I, okay, so what's, what are Habits' losses? Let's go over that first. He's only lost to um, Surtis this year. Okay, and he beat and so, he beat Sorensen. Right. And so I mean, that's all gravy in my book. So what? Habits number one. Uh. Are you? I, have, I don't know. You think? I don't know. You think Sertzis stays one, Habit two, Sorensen three? Because Sorensen passes Josh Kendig. Like, I, don't, no I wouldn't have Sertzis one, I don't think. I'd probably have uh, Habit one. So they had know, a, All right, so. Sounds right, but uh, I think it is right. Yeah. Why not? Well, because, well, Jason Sertzis beat him like two weeks ago. And, and like you said about the Ironman. They had the tournament. They were all there. Sorensen was there. Habit was there. Sertis was there. And Sertis yeah, won. But yeah, but, yeah, but that's... You, individual rankings are different animal. Individual rankings are um, predicated on being fluid. So Habit, Habit gets the number one ranking based on when these matches happen, basically. Well, that's, it, what, that's what rankings are. I, don't, I, I think it's I think it's an analyzation of a a, uh, a body of work, not um, what happened this weekend. In my opinion, uh, I don't know. Just lost. He has to drop, right? No. But why? I mean, I, I guess Habit lost. Habit lost. What you're is your ranking process is different than my ranking process. Yeah, they lost. They lost two. He lost two weeks ago. But okay, just, so because lost. David Habit doesn't wrestle just in the lost, Big Ten, they, I mean. Uh, the schedules are different. It's like if they all wrestled the same schedule, maybe, but they don't wrestle the same schedule. They hit different guys at different times. So basically, the the composition of your schedule. Um, completely... So what you're saying is, so what you're saying is, NCAA. If you're a national champ at NCAA's, it might have been just a timing thing. No, it's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying okay, Northwestern and Iowa are wrestling. Okay, Habit doesn't have an opportunity to, um, you know, he's not going to face that level of rigor. And basically, he's kind of off the hook, and he lost to Sertzis. So I, I don't, I don't get it. If loses, he drops, unless he's had some amazing gap of, above everybody that he's in front of, and I don't think that Sertzis has that. Does Sertzis go behind Sorensen? Yes. Sorensen has two losses. Habit, Sorensen, Sertzis. That's listen. Sertzis beat um, both of the guys that beat uh, Sorensen this year. He's beaten Habit, who beat Sorensen. He beat Grothis, who beat Sorensen. What what is this? A lifetime achievement award? He just lost. Shut your face. He just lost. He just lost. Lifetime achievement award by me going back to all all the way back to Midlands. That's a lifetime achievement award. He said college rankings only last five months, four months. You have to go temporal, temporally. Unbelievable, unbelievable, Willie. Abbott, Sorensen, Sertis, Taggart, Baggett. Oh my gosh! Let's move on. I cannot believe you hey. of all people. I expect better. You know the 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 slobbers on Twitter. You know those people that you know. They don't, well, they don't have any home training. 
maybe Sorensen should be one, considering uh, I'm told that somebody wrote to you and said Sorensen's a lock. He's a lock to win a title. You heard it here, a lock. He knows, oh, yeah. so, he knows he's going to win. Number one, just so you don't look stupid in March. That's true. That's true. I should I should get on board because that guy. Lock. It's a lock. Lock it's it up. All right. All right. So so Minnesota beats Penn State again. Um, of course, that's more or less expected this year. Um, but it's been it's been like 17, 18 years since Penn State beat Minnesota in a duel. Apparently. No, isn't that crazy? That is really crazy. Penn State has not beaten Minnesota since the nineties. Crazy. It's insane. And McIntosh beats Shaw. They did a shot. A couple, couple things can go anyway. Gulliban mm-hmm. and Dardanes. Uh, well, they did have, you know, they, 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 won, they won some of the quote-unquote big matches with Brown and, and, and McIntosh. Mm-hmm. So that did go anyway. Lawson Krells was a one-takedown match, I believe. Yeah, and but, you favor Lawson pretty much every time there. Um that yeah, I feel like Penn State. You can you can feel pretty good about your performance. Gulaban right there after getting blanked by Danny Sabatello. At least you're showing life there. He looked his motion was good. His hands and his feet were moving. He he was he had some opportunities to score. But I thought he was I thought he was darn active. Especially I thought that Dardanes looked amazing. Yeah, Dardanes looking mean, good against a lesser game opponent. Against a, a, a different version of Jimmy Gordon that once in a while we see, Dardanes wins that match handily, but it was really tight. I thought Jimmy did a great job. Um, and listen, it's a long season. Sometimes you have off matches. Everybody has off matches. And Jimmy takes some criticism for being, um, quote unquote, uh, inconsistent, but he, you know, he's 15 and 3, 15 and 4 now. Um, and Sabatello, you know, it's not a terrible loss. No, I think. no, we we don't know what that really means fully yet. Sabatello's been pretty good though; he's got some losses for sure. So, I mean, if you're Penn State, you feel you feel all right. If you're Minnesota, I think you maybe feel all right. I mean, the Storley Brown match—it's kind of like McMullen Telford. It's like the guy who gets the takedown probably going to win. That's typically those are not shootouts. Well, listen, I mean, Alton didn't wrestle either. So let's no. let's. I mean. Who really cares? But let's say that the regular decision loss to Nass in the dual side. And then Whatever. who knows? Then I who think there should be ties, by the way. Because uh, determining, see, here's, here's that, and I think it goes back to uh, NWCA thing again, is that they want there to be a winner because they want duels to matter. Um, I just don't get it. Uh, why can't there be a tie? You know, uh, the criteria is so stupid and irrelevant and, and just random. Yeah. Most man. points scored, most first points scored, uh, falls. I mean, it's like a double whammy. First of all, if there's any kind of penalty point, it actually is like three times a penalty point when it comes to criteria. I, it's stupid. Well, you know, what, you know what it reminds me of? Um, United World Wrestling and they're new, or not new at all, but the, their criteria, you know, two to two, you lose. Two to two, you win. I mean, it's you score the same amount of points. You, you're not different. I mean, yeah. Kale right. Sanderson's quote is the is the best about this. When we I did an article about this last year. It's like if if you have four quarters or a dollar bill, you still have a dollar. 
you know. Uh-huh. But for for whatever reason, in in freestyle and Greco, that's different. And uh, I I think you're right that there's nothing wrong with a tie. But I if if they had more sensible criteria, maybe I'd be on board with it. Or there is no sensible criteria though. It's a tie. You tie. Uh-huh. Get over. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a false way to to make duels matter. What do you do if there's a dual tournament? Like, I, dual tournaments are cool, right? Don't you think? I'm not saying they have to determine the NCAA championship, but we have a dual tournament. The Virginia duels, okay? That yeah, happens. Guess, what do you do then? What do you do then? I don't know. I guess, I guess you're right. Uh, sometimes it's needed. But in a one-off duel meet, Penn State, Minnesota, what's the point? Okay. Okay. But, uh, so, what else? What's next, bud? We t- we touched on McMullen, Telford. Um, you-, you seem like you're a little frustrated with the way heavyweight matches have been going. What what's what's your point there? <laughs> what's my point? I, it's, I love wrestling more than anybody uh, human being on earth, and I and um, Allegedly. I understand. Watching big guys, I understand what's going on and. Just because there's no scoring does not mean that there's um, not good wrestling going on. God, I feel like heavyweight matches should just start in OT. One minute on the feet, then go to rideouts. Jesus, they don't. Uh, there were several heavyweight matches I watched this weekend that they weren't doing a darn thing. See, I watched my tongue. I, I did not Thank swear. You. I did not curse on that. But. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's frustrating. It's really frustrating. You're like, I want to see somebody with hunger. You know? Go uh, uh, out and make something happen. Okay, so uh, Telford, McMullen, and Marzen Mellon were two matches I watched this weekend, and neither one of them had anything to be in, of interest in the first eight minutes. Yeah. Nothing. And the problem is, in heavyweight, the best wrestlers usually mean the worst matches, like of all time. I think I think you're overplaying it a little bit. Um, how often it happens? I don't think it happens near as often as you think. Bobby Telford last year, you know, he wrestled I don't know how many times. He wrestled 33 times. He had five in overtime. So that's it's not a huge percentage, in, in my opinion. And that's just one guy. That's well, one guy. Maybe it's mid season. Maybe it's mid season doldrums. Perhaps. You know, maybe they're laughing a little fast. Or, or per- perhaps. Austin Martin, Austin Martin, I love Austin Martin, but he had no interest in taking Devin Mullen down in regulation. Yeah. No interest whatsoever. Yeah. Which, and I can't, I can't paint him with a broad brush because when he wrestled Telford, he went right out two weeks ago. He went right out and, and was offensive. Yeah. It's, but it's, 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 I don't know. It's really frustrating and well, boring when. When you can tell that they're not being active. Yeah. Well, one thing to consider is, um, you know, McMullen and Telford have been battling for how many years now? They've they've been uh, four years. You know, this is their fourth year in the same conference, same weight. And, you know, when you have that kind of familiarity combined with the excellence, combined with, um, I mean, think about what lost McMullen the match. I mean, their Midlands final was, was pretty exciting, I thought. And McMullen's overzealousness arguably cost him the match. You know, he takes an errant shot, and Telford is ready for a, a super quick go behind, and that's the match. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you can say the same thing about Marsden and Mellon. I think they've wrestled seven or eight times, but um, oh wow, but you can see you can you can just see them with body language. Oh yeah, no, I mean Austin Marsden. Austin Marsden wasn't trying to score against Mellon. No. He, didn't, no. he didn't he didn't care. Um, okay, oh. so that's my rant on on heavyweights, but um. Okay, yeah, but, one, kinda, one, but before we move on, before we move on, before we move on, it it wouldn't hurt for the the officials to ding a guy, um, to hit a guy for stalling, and if it's even, uh, I don't know, pick one. That's what. And now I'm going back to freestyle again. But shoot, sometimes you don't know, but you pick one, you hit them for a warning, and then something's going to happen. The risks will be taken. If we're just satisfied, it's like, well, he's not doing anything, but either is he, so I guess I can't call stalling. Um, you know, pick one, and and then let's see what yeah, happens. Yeah, um, great. I, you know what? In, uh, in practice, I like it. In, in like, uh, I think I think you're hitting on something good, but I you know it's disingenuous because you you go to worlds and you go to international tournaments, um, and they do that, and it's completely arbitrary. But it's a they warning. Think, it's a oh, warning. Like, they go, okay, there's no points for it. We're into the match, and there's no scoring. I'm gonna hit. I don't know. Any, any, mighty mom hitting you. Okay. <laughs> it's not stupid. It's not stupid. If nothing's happening, shame on you. That's that's the risk you run by taking zero risk, okay? You put yourself at risk for a warning, Willie. It's not a point. It's a warning, okay? I'm not okay. asking for a point to be given away. I'm asking for... Right. Let me be right. Okay. Let me right. Now, All right. Cool. We hit on Sorensen. We raked that over the call. A 149 ranking. I gave you my opinion. Yeah. What? Do you even want to disclose... What's going to happen at 97 and heavyweight? Or you want to just oh, move on? 97, I think, is pretty clear. Um, Jaden? I think Jaden's the one. And I could be swayed into and probably will uh, put Gadsden up to two when you consider Gadsden has the one loss. Uh, and it's a bad one. Spencer Johnson loss is bad. But. Definitely proven to be an outlier. He was great before and after that. And with having the head-to-head over Schiller, and now this is Schiller's second loss, I think it's pretty obviously Cox, Gadsden, Schiller. Um, Jaden's been really good. He beat McIntosh. So I think he's I think he's the one. He's the champ. And, uh, yeah, so I feel pretty good about that. I feel like that's the, that's the way to go. I uh, hope I'm not giving out any Lifetime Achievement Awards, Willie. Um, uh, not in this case. <laughs> not in this case. Um, You're a dirt ball. Okay. I did you just call me a dirt ball? No, I think that was on your end. <laughs> oh, hey, it's different than pity. Listen, you, your criteria has to be a little different. Uh, but I'm going to give you my two cents, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I only want your opinion if it aligns with mine, Willie. I thought didn't yeah, we yeah. talked about that off air? Right. All right, so listen, we, 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 we got through the rankings. Uh, the big number one is going down. Um, now, let's talk about not a number one mm. falling, but a litmus test, if you will. Um, Certainly. A lot of, lot of talk about Isaiah Martinez, but he didn't wrestle anybody. Well, now he has. Mm-hmm. Two nothing over James Green, surefire title contender, yeah. James Green. Yeah. Um, Escape, ride out, 2-0 win. Yeah. 
Um, thoughts? Imar was um, he was he was very he he made it about pace. He stayed in Green's face the whole time, taking ground, taking ground. And wow, I, he did. And I mean, I he was did. I was impressed. I think I don't I don't know what um, Green was preparing for or expecting, but he didn't. I don't think he gave him that. He wasn't like just on a sole mission to get to his under. When you watch that match, and I watched it twice, but when you watch that match and you look at what Imar did, my reaction on the second viewing was, this was a game plan, and this is how you wrestle James Green. Because he just crowded, crowded, crowded. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I feel like that's obvious. It's like, oh yeah, don't let him wrestle from space, but... um, It's easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, there, there's going to be a counterpunch from Green next time around. And uh, he was in on a couple shots, and he didn't finish. And there were a couple early opportunities where it looked like, okay, Green's giving himself chances to score. And then when it got to the mat, um, I, I think Green wanted to ride him. I mean, Green's really improved on top. And, um, you know, he didn't ride him. Maybe he was feeling a little tired. I don't know. Uh, it just, I'm our just seemed like a slightly more ambitious and motivated guy and a guy with a better plan. Because when you're the big dog like James Green, it's like you don't, you're not. You don't really have, you don't really go in with the plan. No, you're, you're not you're, like, okay. You're not like, I'm not I, do my thing. You know, coach, coach is probably like, hey, watch the underhook. You know, maybe they're saying one or two things to him. Meanwhile, Mark Perry and Imar and, and the Illinois coaching staff are like, okay, da, 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 da. You, just, you just know that's what's happening, right? Sure. Sure, like they they have been because this is I mean through no fault of Weimar's own this is his first big opportunity and the one he's been waiting for he wanted Ness last week that didn't happen so you know you want that moment and he he definitely capitalized on it and I thought he looked good do I take away Weimar's better than James Green not maybe not necessarily but obviously it, you're you're at a certain level when you do something like that the way Weimar's been wrestling and it shows he doesn't have to. I, I like guys that can win matches in different ways, and Imar showed that that he doesn't have to be you know launching you and doing this high yeah. high flying stuff. He can ride you out. That's um. So I watched it live, and, and if I wouldn't have watched it live, like uh, you know, if somebody would have just came up to me and said, "Hey, uh, Imar beat James Green two zero," I would have been like, "No." That it is impossible. I, I, I thought, I thought if I were to win that match, it would have to be ten eight. Yep. You know, and yep. if, if there was going to be a two zero, well, I wouldn't say two zero, but if there was going to be a four three match, it would have been James Green, um, just because of Imar's style. But Imar showed that he he's um, can win those matches and maybe a little bit um, more mature than I thought, uh, uh, wrestling savvy than I than I thought. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a it was a nice performance. Not gonna get carried away. I think he is the clear number two now. I don't think that's any. No, no let's yeah. Too bad we didn't see that in Minnesota, but mm. um, with mm. Ness. But um, let's talk a, a little bit about a a, um, a peripheral issue with Imar. Uh, <laughs> is he the new bad boy? Is he the new face? Uh, the bad boy face of wrestling because. <laughs> <laughs> he had some uh, body language in Culver Hawkeye, and he certainly um, 
did some things at the end of the, the James Green match with a lot of time left on the clock. <laughs> that, um, I don't know if it was good, bad, or otherwise. I kind of like seeing demonstrative wrestlers. But uh, what's your take on that? Um, you know, kind of like I hope so. I think I think the sport needs you need villains and not you know bad people, but you know someone that kind of knows how to. Uh, I, I think it, that you feel emotion every time he wrestles, one way or the other. And mm-hmm. Tony Ramos was you know he he came out and said this is what you know hey whether you love me or you hate me you're gonna watch and he got it and he embraced that villain role and 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 it was awesome. I think we need more more of that in wrestling and. I say it, I say it all the time. Be, be demonstrative. Be who you are. Be that guy. I, and okay, I always, here's the question: you know, I, Is that who Imar is? I, I've never known Imar, and I you're the high school guy. So is is he? Uh, you know, rub it in your face, hold your head down. Um, you know, gestures at the crowd, talking trash because that's what he did after his Minnesota match. He said a little something to, I forget the guy he wrestled, but it wasn't Ness. But and the, the Minnesota yeah, guy was like, say what? It's been like three matches in a row, right? He, yeah. He, he did it at Carver Hawkeye. He did it in Minnesota. And he did it against James Green. And um, the answer to your question is no. He's never been, he was never that way in high school. I, I had a pretty good relationship with him. Um, uh, you know, I watched some matches with him. I, specifically one time um, we, we ended up watching, uh, who was it? It was one of the pro matches, right? One of the, the pro wrestling matches. Um, I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't Wright and, and Astrid. It was somebody. But we sat in a hotel room, a group of us, and um, I was one of them. And the, the nicest, most polite, very high wrestling IQ. I know what it was. It was Dick Taylor at the Oh, uh, yeah. And. Um, and the nicest kid on the face of the earth. I couldn't have came away more impressed with him. But, uh, and that's not to say that, that he's not that now. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I was the biggest Brett Metcalf fan in the world, and, and just everybody seemed to despise him just because of his bully style. Um, but just because... I'm a, now he did it to James Green. I'm a little partial to James Green. Yeah. That's kind of my guy, and James Green is a class act. And, and um, the, the the first reaction is don't do that to James Green. Second reaction is <laughs> I'm always just being you know just being just just having those emotions, and it's good for him, yeah. you know. Uh, that being said. You run that character, you, you you be that character, then when somebody beats you and they do it to you, you, you know, you got it coming. So yeah. um, I don't think I don't think being a bad boy in wrestling is a bad thing, and I don't think uh, anybody should hold it against Omar. You feel free to root against him if you don't like it, but um, you walk the walk, you, you know, talk the talk, or however that goes. I mean, there's a lot of second-ranked guys that are – People are going to be completely indifferent about whether they win or lose. But with Imar, they're going to have an emotion. They're going to they're going to think one day, and a lot of people are going to like it. Um, so I think it's good. And it, is he the new bad boy? I don't know, but I, I hope we have I hope we have one. I think it's good for the sport to 
to have those those personalities. So um, we'll I just, see. Yeah, I like personalities. I don't like robots. You know. No. Whether no. whether they're whether they're quote unquote bad boys or outspoken or whether they're Ben Askren um, in college kind of funky kind of personality. Quentin Portis. Uh, you know, me and you are both Redskins fans, and, and Quentin Portis was never um, a trash talker, but he would always put on goofy costumes, yeah. and, and he was he was an interesting character. So uh, uh, I did a overflow a long time ago that said characters welcome, and, and we need more kind of identifiable uh, people to, to be stars in one way or the other. So. Yeah. So, okay, so moving on from that, we're in the second half of the show now. Let's talk a little team title. Yeah. We haven't really dug deep into team title talk. No, a little bit. But um, I, I think, you know, there were, there were a lot of questions, and I think I, Iowa just continues to answer them. And um, I, I, I'm, ready, I'm ready to say they're, they're – far and away the most complete and best team this year um, right now as I'm sitting here and it took me a while to come to that but they they just when you have no holes when you have this many title contenders it's all about for me when things go wrong at NCAAs and they will um, how much other stuff can you fall back on and Brandon Sorensen may not win a title but he can and when he doesn't, you know, there's going to be other guys. There's going to be Bobby Telford and Mike Evans and maybe Gilman or Clark that are going to be in that mix. And they're going to have guys like Burak and Brooks and and even Mike Kelly and even Josh Jeva that are going to be in the mix to place. So um, it's it, when you have things that can go wrong and you still win, that's, that's what I like and that's what Iowa has right now. And um, I don't know. I'm not trying to, to be wishy-washy. I thought Ohio State was going to win, and now I don't. But uh, Iowa's left me um, l- little choice but to say they're they're the favorites right now. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, however, I know, uh, I know a lot can change. I know, I know teams peak at different, at different times. And, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not at all saying that I was peaking early or at the wrong time. Um, but what I am saying is, um, they're looking this good now. They better, they better, for them to win, they'll have to be as good in March, right? Right. Um, maintaining that level is going to be difficult. It's only January, so we're you know two months right from NCAA's almost, almost mm-hmm. exactly. So almost exactly, and and you know you could say, you could say well they're peaking now, but maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's just that the brand's coaching staff hasn't improved. Maybe they're not even peaking right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but in preparation for this show, I knew we were going to talk about um, team titles, and I, I want to talk a little bit about Missouri in a little bit, but I went and I looked up the last 10 NCAA uh, team champs, and, you know, in retrospect, it kind of boggles my mind how dominant the team camps have been. So last year, Penn State had seven All-Americans. It took seven All-Americans to win the team title, and they won the team title by the narrowest of margins. Yeah. Right? If, if, if one of the Dardanes wins a, a, another match, Penn State probably doesn't pour Pete. So um, Penn State 
had seven All-Americans and almost still didn't win the title. Yeah. Seven. That's, that's 70% of your starters were All-American, and you still barely won the team title. That's, to me, that's mind-blowing. That's almost ridiculous. Yeah. But then it doesn't stop there. In 2013, Penn State won by another small margin. If, if Joe Dion wins another match, uh, Penn State doesn't win that year. And guess what? Half, half of their team made the finals. Right. How can half of your team make the finals? Half of Penn State's team made the finals, and they still won by a match. Yeah. All right? 2012 uh, was the only year that Penn State kind of ran away with it. And, again, they had half of their team in the finals. Six were top three. Dylan Alton took third. Sixty percent of their team had one or fewer losses at the big dance. All right. What what are you getting at here? Uh, Also, by the way, amazingly, that year in 2012, four teams had over 100 points. Yeah, that's nuts. So uh, what are you saying? I'm rambling on. I'm not – my point is – it takes, in, in, if recent history is any indication, it takes a monumental performance to win the team title. It takes a whole team effort. And only three times in the past 20 years has the team score been under 100 points. Right. So... It's going to take a, a full team effort to win it, and I think that I was showing that that they're the team. I mean, I guess it sounds a little bit uh, duh, but Iowa has guys at every rate, and where they don't have um, guys that look to be surefire All-Americans, they're, they're in – I mean, Jenna should be in the hunt, right? I mean, he's ranked fifth. I know. It's it, crazy. It seems weird. Which is, yeah, um, don't, don't get me started on that weight. Yeah, I know. I know. So, Iowa clear leader? I mean, what, what are your other alternatives? We talked about Missouri in a minute, but um, Ohio State without Hunter seems like no chance. Yeah. Um, and and Minnesota has holes that, that unless they're perfect at the other weights, they can't hang with, with, with Iowa. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. You're not going to be, you know, Storley, Schiller, Ness, and Dardanes are not all going to win a title. And um, all of them can, but it's just, it just doesn't work that way, right? Like, maybe they get two yeah. they get two out of that group. And that could be ambitious, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know if I see two. Um, and w- when you have holes like they have holes and guys that aren't just aren't going to contribute meaningful points, it's it's hard to it's hard for me to say Minnesota is there though they are the second ranked team though they've um, had some really nice NCAA showings the last couple of years. I just I struggle I struggle to see the path for for which they can they can get it done across the board. They just need a lot of guys to be what they haven't been all year. And at at twenty five, at forty nine, at sixty five, and um, even heavyweight. So when you have four weights that you just really can't expect much, and uh, I, I think it's I think it's a really tall task for for them. And Ohio State without Hunter, as we we you know we mentioned this last uh, last week, that it's going to be so tough for them without Hunter. And even if they 
end up wrestling Micah Jordan, which I don't know if that's what they're going to do. It, they're still, like I told you last week, I don't see that, that they're there. Um, do you want to get it on Missouri? Everyone is hitting me up about Missouri all the time. Like, I hate Missouri or something. Like, I got some problem with Missouri because I didn't say they're going to win a title. So are you you could jump on board there, Willie? Uh, yeah, I think, um, all right, well, two things. First, I think that even you, don't take this the wrong way, but I think even you have been a little dismissive of Missouri's chances, um, okay. number one. Number two is uh, you're the college mastermind. Um, I haven't really did a deep dive into Missouri, so my comments are going to be um, um, less less informed, I guess. As are most uh, people's. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so let's do this. Okay. Let's me and you really let me, me and you really dive into Missouri because I think they're a more legitimate contender than you give them credit for. Okay. Convince, convince me otherwise. Um, they're, they are similar to Minnesota, albeit um, worse, okay, in that, <laughs> in that they've got, so uh, Minnesota has, I, I guess, four big guns, right? Um, Dardanes, Storley, Schiller, and Ness, four title contenders. Well, Missouri you has... Think, you don't think that the other Dardanes, well... Yeah, I don't think he's going to beat Logan Stever, probably. Uh, uh how about Mitchell Pork? Okay, so he doesn't beat Lewis Stever. Okay, worst thing ever. Carter, Carter, I don't know. Carter beat him up pretty good at Vegas, and Port beat Carter. I think he's the fourth best guy. Okay, so you say four title contenders, four golfers. Okay, and I'm saying three. So, so you're already proving my point more or less. Um, that and and Missouri has three: Waters, Howdeshell, and and Cox. And of those, uh, maybe one wins, right? Like, how to shelt? I don't know. He was the one seed last year, and he got fifth. Um, Waters was the one seed two years ago, and he got fourth. I don't think I don't. I know, I know what happened at the Southern Scuffle, and I still think Nashawn Garrett's better. Okay, I can watch that match and still have a different uh, opinion on what the outcome will be down the line. Who cares James, if Hoop Cat was the one seed and got fifth last year? Who cares? Who? Okay, he <laughs> he was the one seed. I'm, we're talking about NCAA tournament, right? Like how you do at the tournament that matters. Yeah. We have a pretty good idea of you know how he's good, but he, it's very possible he doesn't win. So what I'm saying is it's not oh, likely. It's very possible he doesn't win. Get out of town. What is he your pick? Is he your favorite? I, I, thought, he was, I thought if he was the one seed, he was guaranteed to be the one title. Listen, we're talking about January 26th. On January 26th, can Jake Hudishev? I mean, can. Uh, Drake Kudashat won the title. Ken Allen Waters won the title. Ken Jaden Cox won the title. We're talking about okay. Yes, yes. I already said those three are title contenders, and Minnesota has four. Okay, what else? What's what else do you got for me from Missouri? I mean, what, what? Uh, I got I got the fact that if you win three titles and have a couple other, uh, they're not going to win three titles, Willie. That's not going to happen. They are not going to win three titles. My, you, you, you're talking. You're talking odds. You're talking odds. I'm talking chance. I'm talking. I'm talking. Are you telling okay, me? Okay, then they chance? can win ten titles, Willie. They have a chance to win ten. I think they're gonna go ten That's, for ten. Now you're just being absurd. Can it, <laughs> it's, if Alan Waters wins the title, are you gonna like lose your mind? No, not if, at all. If, if Rudishell wins the title, you're gonna lose your mind. No. Jane Cox already did win one. Yeah. So 
Missouri can win three titles. Okay. Now, odds are nobody wins three titles. True. Okay? But Alan Waters is very savvy. He already beat a, he already beat an NCAA finalist. Mm-hmm. Drake Budichel, in my opinion, is the best guy at the weight. Uh, Jaden Cox already won a title. Mm-hmm. Three is not out of luck. Okay, how about this for a scenario? Well, you don't, you don't want to even get on board with this. All right, you just keep going. Someone convinced me. I mean, last I checked, there's 10 weights, right? I mean, okay, hello. Okay. So this is fine. So that's fine. Three, three finalists, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Mays AAs, and so does Willie Nicholas. Okay. Okay? Okay. Is that enough? Five AAs, three champs? Oh yeah, I mean if if that happens, that's a, that puts them in the conversation. Um, but I mean, if we did this for every team, the top five teams, uh, I mean, I mean, okay. and, and John Eblen needs to be fa- factored in there. I see what you're saying. John right. Eblen needs to be factored in there. I mean, if we go best case scenario for every team, I mean, if we give if we get to give Missouri best case scenario. Um, why can't we give Iowa and Minnesota? It's like, so you're like, you can. You're propping. You can. Okay, but if you do that, then it's not close, right? Like, it's Sydney. I mean, maybe Eblin. Okay, so. I'm saying, I'm I'm asking if there's a chance. There's a chance. I think you're dismissive of there's no chance. I think you're like saying there's no chance. Okay, there, there is a chance. There is a chance. Okay, there's a chance Ohio State can win if Logan and Snyder. And who, who, who else? Could, Bo. And, you know, if they win titles and then DeJulius does really well and Tomasello's top, you know, three or four. But I don't think that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's just as likely, right? Mm, I don't know. No, it's not. No, it is not. It is not. I will say that it is not likely that Ohio State would get three champs. It is far more likely that Missouri would get three champs. I, 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 I'm saying that if I'm saying that if Missouri has three champs, I don't bat an eye. That is not even yes, close to shocking to me. Yes, I think Winters is one of the premier guys. I think Hootishell is the best guy, and I think Jaden Cox is obviously one of the best guys. And if they win titles. I don't bat an eye, and Missouri is in the hunt. Yeah, they're going to be in the hunt. Um, but I, I just, you're, 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 I give Alan Waters, you know, maybe a 30% chance. And I give How to Shell maybe similar. And I give Cox maybe 55% chance. It's just. You give How to Shell a 30%? Who's better than How to Shell? Um, well, Nashawn. And Jesse, and have you watched? I mean, have you watched them all year? If like the, if these matches were seven Shelt. minutes, I'm talking and, Drake. I'm talking forty nine. Oh, I thought you said Waters. Uh, how to Shelt? I mean, I don't know. He couldn't score on Kindig, who he used to beat pretty badly. Yeah, you're talking about one match. I'm t- well. I'm telling you what I've seen. He, what other matches he been in? He pinned Hunter Steber, and we still don't know what that means. I I love Drake. I said at the beginning of the year, I think he's great. That's why I had him ranked higher than. Kindig, who outplaced him, and Habit, who had beaten him. Okay, so you're you're talking to a Drake Haudeschelt, um su- supporter here, but you know. I don't know. He, uh, to me, if I'm setting Vegas odds right now, he's he's the favorite. Why didn't he beat? Why didn't he beat? If he why why, why didn't he win last year? He looked probably um, he looked better last year. I mean, it's like 
he looks as no, good as he did not look better last year. Just because he lost one match to Kendig does not mean anything, really. I mean, doesn't mean really doesn't mean anything. It's the one elite match he's had, and he lost it. So I think it means something. I don't think so. I think a lot of crazy things happen. All right. I mean, I, I don't know what Missouri w- people want from me, yourself included, like some blood pact where I, I say Missouri is a contender. <laughs> I'm, not about, I'm not talking about fans, man. I don't care. What the, it's all, all fan bases are very homerific. I know that. I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about – I'm talking about – a lot, a lot of people. A lot of there's several teams that have three title contenders. I think Missouri's three title contenders are about as legit as you get. Okay, I can, I can get with that. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll argue about this more off air because we got to move on. Um, mm. So. So uh, yeah, the big big tournament out in Russia this weekend. We had the Ivan Uregan yeah, and. Uh, what? What are you saying, Willie? Interrupting me? Okay, let's talk your yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, first thoughts, you know, Metcalf makes the finals. Hal makes the finals. That's pretty That's pretty legit. We have not had great success at this tournament. And I think punching two finalists through. I think Metcalf's been in the finals before here. I, I think that's that's good stuff. And we had Pico there as well. And he, um, you know, he lost his first round match. So, uh, do you want to start with Hal? You want to go Metcalf, Pico? Um, you pick because I have all the answers to every one of them. Oh, okay, cool. So let's. Uh, the how match is just. I, I want to give UWW credit, and I want to think that it's just not a bunch of. Uh, it's not a corrupt organization, and then. Brave corruption. I shouldn't throw that word out, but that was just. How do you stop that takedown? Right, like how is in on this shot, and they're gonna say he grabbed the. I mean. You can't grab the foot or the toe. It's stupid. It's that stupid. They need, you know, uh, I I don't understand the freaking complete bias. Like, does 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 Russia just want to collect? Um, they they just want all the Russians to win. I mean, uh, why even have the tournament? That's it's just crooked. Somebody needs to step in there. Like, I think um, at the very least. Uh, United World Wrestling needs to say, listen, you, you make egregious calls like this, you, you completely um, bag this match, and you're not going to get an assignment to, to officiate anywhere. Yeah. Um, that's, that's step one. Uh, I mean, it's pointless. Yeah. It's freaking pointless. Oh, it, you know, Andrew Howe and USA Wrestling spent uh, a lot of money to go over there. A lot of money for him to train for this event. A lot of money for him to get there. Coaches, everything. The kid goes out. He wrestles his heart out. He's a better wrestler. And for what? For for sorry, crookedness? I mean, it's freaking stupid. Yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty just, you know, you, you feel helpless. It's really frustrating when you see something like that happen to... Uh, a guy, you know, he's he's putting it all out there, and, and you know the the refs have so much power, and they're just like you're so uh, kind of it's a helpless feeling, and I, I you know how was visibly frustrated as he should have been, and it's like well what is this ever going to change? Are we just going to throw our hands up? Um, you know, I know, t- I know, right? Like, okay, the finals of the 2015 Ivan Uregan is not. Um, 
the Olympics. It's not the World Championships. But, like, it's 2015, man. Let's legitimize the sport. Like, backdoor deals and, like, cricket officiating and, like, where are we as yeah. a sport? And and I get it. It's like we have these rules across, you know, however many continents and stuff. But it's like, no, it, it, there's no excuse. I don't I don't accept any excuse for why, you know, we're not on the same board and why things are called differently in America than they are uh, in Russia than they are in, you know, Europe or whatever. I, I just I don't accept any of those excuses. And it's not that hard to get on board and and to have proper training for these guys and and the the sad thing is they'll you know they're going to say he made the right call you know I don't know if there is any kind of a review process after the fact or anyone I, I'm sure there probably is but um, oftentimes we're seeing you know he, yeah he made the right call he's you know there's something there is a rule about like grabbing the toes or something like that or I, I don't know it's they they could find some wiggle room because there's so many little little can you things. not can you not justify every freaking thing you know. Yeah. And another thing, um, you know, you talk about the push out rule and I saw and people have explained to me so many times how, well, you can't just push a guy out. You can't just push a guy out. You got to be doing a wrestling. Watch the Metcalf final. Watch the guy just extend his arm, shove Metcalf off the mat. And, uh, you know, his foot comes close to the line and they give the, they give the push out. When that's not supposed to be the rule, that's clearly not what, what it's supposed to be. And I've had that explained to me time and time again. Well, you can't just shove the guy out. Well, that's what we saw there. So it, it's, it's inconsistent. It's frustrating. These guys have no idea what they're going to get every time out. In, at the NCAA level, you have an idea of what's coming. Um, you don't expect to be in on a high crotch, and they're going to stop it because of how you grab the foot. Well, you know, I think they have, except for some of those goofy nuances that you talked about, I think, in general, the freestyle rules are really, really good. Really I good. I think the latest version. However, um, they've been changed a hundred times in the last three years, so... Uh, I don't know. Maybe some of the refs are playing catch up with that too. And every tournament and every um, country seems to have different nuances. But um, uh, that being said, some of the stuff that I mean, the how thing was just dirty. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, I didn't know the rules. Yeah. It, it was, and how many times do we these guys just get to take BS injury time and just sit there and catch their breath for for? Uh, an undetermined amount of time. There's like nothing in the rules. You can just do it without any penalty, without. Uh, anything at all that happened in the Metcalf match, and the uh, guy Howell was wrestling was gassed, grabbing his singlet constantly. And it's just, oh, you gotta deal with it. This is what you gotta do. And you know what? Uh, we we can't try to win every match on conditioning, though. We can't just say we can't make it about that. It's got to be about scoring early. It can't be about storming back and dramatic comebacks and giving up takedowns early and wearing them down late. That's shown that's that's not how you win at this level like it or not like it or not who doesn't love a comeback who doesn't love watching american wear out a foreigner and and come from behind and win i love it but i think it's been established you're not probably going to win that way because there's so many games that can be played without punishment that um can't be played in america so uh and wouldn't be played because our our athletes don't really we don't play the the system like that so we're not used to having a guy you know take a 10 minutes to tie his shoe or whatever, or hold his knee for a while, or whatever. So it's, um, I don't know, I don't know. It's frustrating, but I do think the rules are better, and I think 
that's what's frustrating is just a few little things, and this thing can be all the way right, you know? Well, and that's what makes it almost worse. I, mean, I, I love freestyle. I don't know. I think maybe I love freestyle more than, more than folk style, uh, more than American wrestling. Um, but, I mean, I'd like to, at some point, I'd like to discuss bringing international rules to college. But in high school, but uh, that's a that's a topic for another time. Um, the Metcalf, tell me what you thought about Metcalf. Um, you know, finishing issues uh, continue to plague him. Plague a lot of our guys. Um, there, there's tricks and there's things that those guys do that we're just we haven't felt them. We haven't felt some of these things. Some of the the, the ways they counter. Um, I, th- I thought he looked good. I thought he his shots looked looked really crisp and fine, but. Just still uh, little mistakes there, but I thought thought he looked good. I think you know he he's good enough to uh, win a world title, you know. And I think he is too. I think he is too. Uh, Pico, you know, finishing it, issues there. Sent more finishing issues. Well, talk about talk about something that you've never felt or never oh seen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that, know, that guy was crazy. Uh, like. People, some people are up and on. Some, a lot of people overreact, right? Whether it's college or high school or anything, they overreact. And people, uh, Pico goes out there, and it's a lopsided score, but it's in the deep. It's in the deep. Watch the match. Don't just look at the score and say, "Oh, well, Pico, you know, he's got a long way to go" or whatever. Pico dominated the shots. All the scores were off Pico counters. Or could uh, could you could say that, or could you say? This guy knows Pico's going to shoot. He knows what he's going to shoot. He was set up on every shot. He was ready for that slide by. I mean, he was just, wait, please, please, please just pull. Please pull. Bam, right behind no, him. Yes, no. he did. He got out-schemed. He got 100% out-schemed. This guy was like, all right, keep shooting, kid. Keep shooting. When did the first period, when did the first period zero, zero? Yeah, that's fine. Did the guy take a shot at all? Did it matter? Did he need to take a shot? Okay. The, 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 the shots that Pico got in were crisp. Mm-hmm. You go watch the tape. He gets he, he gets in crisp he, often. He underhook, nice pull, nice. You know he gets under that shot, nice. The guy, I don't even know if the guy has a foot on the ground and he hits his chest wrap type thing and he does it two or three times in the match. Okay, at the end of the day, what I'm saying is Pico is fine. Sure, Pico's that's not fine. what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But I don't I don't think you get to say oh he dominated. Uh, any aspect, because I don't. I think you're just saying, oh, if you get in on legs, then that's a win. Uh, I don't feel that way. I think it's I think good. It's a big part of it. I think it's a big part of it. I think. I think you go back to the. I think you analyze that tape. I think Pico's camp and the USA coaches will analyze that tape and say you're really good up until here, yeah. and there's something and there's something we can work from. Uh, there's a baseline we can work from there. But, I, he's fine. Yeah, sure, but it's the you can say he's fine and he is fine. He's excellent, but at the same time, finishing issues are what have plagued him in, in past matches. That's how he got beat um, uh, at that tournament in Turkey. That's how he lost some, his match at Worlds. Like you know, not finishing. So he's still got a he's got an identified weakness. We know the kid's nineteen. He's wrestling in senior level events, uh, or you know, even junior or whatever. Uh, yeah. Let him do it if he loses. That gives him something to work on and refine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at least he's going out there and 
he's taking risks and he's taking shots because that's what that's what you need to do. You just got to feel all these different scenarios. It's not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not down on Pico. I just think you're you give a little credit there to the guy. I watch. I watched when I watch stuff. I mean, I come away from that feeling more encouraged than discouraged. Sure. I, I don't feel. I'm not like. Uh oh, Pico. I mean, he beat a freaking world champ like what, a month or two ago. Like, I'm not. I'm not down on the kid. I'm just saying. You're just a little dismissive of the other guy, and that's yeah. just your... All right, one last body. thing. Let's talk about FTL. It's a good card. Um, yeah, very. And some exciting stuff. First of all, Jason Walsh puts up a ton of points. Yeah. Um, Foster, Ashton had no answer for, for Foster. Um, no. And Foster looked a lot bigger, too, by the way. Oh but, gosh, uh, yeah. but Ashton, he couldn't, he couldn't kind of get his counters working there. Um, what are your thoughts overall on the matches from FPL? Um, the the Askren match, I mean, what can you, I mean, it's not a revelation. If you shoot double legs and finish, you'll beat Ben Askren. Uh, and it's really hard to do, and you have to be at a certain level to do that. And Foster's... I thought Chill, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about it. Maybe I'm an idiot, but uh, I didn't think about it. But Chill made this comment that, um, you know, who's the guy that always beat... Um, Asking that's Pendleton, Pendleton, and Pendleton, Pendleton worked with Foster for how for long? A long time. Yeah. So um, that makes sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you talk about it. I talked about it with Chael. It's like it, it makes sense that that Foster should win, but you just you just don't know with Ben just because. Uh, I mean, it's scary to wrestle Ben. You yeah. know. But he. Um, yeah. Even in college, I saw guys. I saw guys that looked better. You just. They ain't better. No. They ain't better. No. You know, I mean, Aspen makes really good people look silly sometimes. Yeah, he does. Welch, uh, I thought Welch, I thought Welch looked good. I mean, you know, I don't know how much to take away from the match. I, I think he can be a potentially good freestyle wrestler if he finds himself at the right weight. I don't. I mean, seventy-four kilos. I don't think seventy-four it's... kilos. You know, I, we got that list from USA Wrestling that came out um, that says what guys are on the tour. Um, going to, you know, that European tour. And, and it has Welch entered in some tournaments at 74 kilos. And I'm just, I'm just shaking my head, to be honest with you. I, I, no, no offense to Jason Welch, but 63, 163? I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about Jordan Burroughs and Andrew Howe and David Taylor. And I, like, why not wrestle? First, you're not telling me that Welch can't make 70 kilograms. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think. I mean, he can. He has. It's just you know, does he want to cut it down the time? I think. I think at seventy, he's he he can be a potential factor. Though the marable matchups never be good, but you know, he's showing he's not just a funk guy. That, that throw um, was something, and he's got good upper body chops as well. So he can be dangerous in, in uh, freestyle. He had an uh, awesome match with James Green at the at the U.S. Open. So I think he's right there. I think he needs to find that the right weight, and he could be a he could be a factor there, but um, Willie. We're... Yeah, I, you know, overall the presentation of FPL um, four, I thought I thought it was one of the best ones we've had yet, and, and there's one coming uh, around NCA time we're going to announce here soon, and uh, and uh, really looking forward to that. It's, it's going to be a great event. You know, it's going to be FPL match or matches on top of. Um, Another all-star match, uh, but it's going to be really good. I'm, I can't wait to announce that. But good job by um, Ben and, and everybody. Uh, FPL 4 is really, uh, really one of the better ones. Um, 
So uh, that's that. So Willie, uh, we're, we're and we're a little bit over time. So Christian, gonna uh, wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we haven't mentioned this yet, but we're gonna be switching it up. We were doing this in the evenings. Morning is gonna be. Uh, where we live here, uh, 9 Central, on Mondays and Thursdays. And uh, so you can just mark that in your calendar, set a little alarm on your phone. And as you know, we're going to be archiving these afterwards. So uh, thanks a lot for hopping on, Willie. Thank to, thanks to you uh, for listening. And we'll see you Thursday at 9 Central. See ya. Thanks, everybody.